Hey guys, just a heads up, this is a not safe for work podcast, so keep it in your pants until you won't get busted. <laughs> Orgasmic Terrorist, a podcast about acceptance around becoming authentic within our sexual exploration. Orgasmic Terrorist. Welcome to Orgasmic Terrace. Jenna and Sarah's here. Hi, guys. I'm glad you're back. So glad Thank you're you. here. I'm glad, glad we're both back for season two. Me too. I'm having so much fun thinking about all the concepts and topics. Absolutely. That oh, dude, it's so fun. When I'm out in public, people ask me questions. I'm like, you need to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Same. I just had a massive one around our jealousy conversation this last weekend. And I was like, so go listen to it (laughs) and let me know what you think. And then the communication ones and all the stuff. So super excited for our new season and all the new topics that we're going to be breaching here soon. So yes, I had an interesting text the other day that I wanted to share with you and then get your opinion on it. And then I thought maybe we'd talk about it, but I got a text message from an old lover. Now I've been monogamous with my current relationship, even though I'm, you know, believe in open relationships, but I've chosen monogamy right now. I'm really enjoying my connection with my partner. I've even changed the word from lover to partner now, because we've talked so much about life and different things. But so I get an old lover text the other day, month or so. And, and all it says is, I really miss your pussy. Nice. And then like a couple minutes later, he goes, you want to come have sex with me? And I'm like, whoa, wait, how about hello? about hi how are you none of it's all about i miss your pussy which you know kudos to your pussy that's amazing (laughs) i love that i love that that's a thing but i very much feel how you feel about that stuff too i get check-ins like that occasionally my pussy is not an atm people my pussy is also not an atm it requires deposits to get withdrawals (laughs) oh my god i love that line Oh, that was close. So I guess it is kind of an ATM in that way. Maybe it is my pussy is an ATM where you have to give something to get something. True. And I have found, I have many stories like that with prior lovers that have transitioned into other relationships for me that seem to end that same way. So how did you feel about it when you, obviously when you got it and there was no hi, there was no hello. And it's Did still- you respond? I eventually, like, it's usually high, you know, or I'll just, because I'm, I try not to be rude. And I know that's my people pleaser side, but you know, part of me is like, what really? And I don't know why it is just don't block them. You know, I, that's something I'm going to have to research in myself. But what I thought was really strange in all of it was it's like how he went on how much he misses, not me, but my pussy. And he stressed that a lot and even went as far as saying, Hey, would you come over and have sex with me? You know, just point blank. Like, I don't care what you're doing in your life. Just come have sex with me. And I'm like, no, that's my response is no, I don't One, I don't feel turned on by any of the dialogue you just gave me Two, I don't feel like you care about anything beyond anything above the waist. (laughs) It's only below the waist. Well, to be fair, you guys, this person that did this to you is also like, you guys have built a friendship after being lovers, correct? No. Oh, you have not. Okay. So his expectation is just, it's still just sex whenever you guys talk, but it's very off-putting because you haven't heard, he hasn't been involved, doesn't know where you're at, doesn't know anything about you. One of my biggest complaints with him was, is that he would never put time into me. 
it was always about this. So I guess it's always been this way. Okay. Since the very beginning, since we first had sex, we tried to have a relationship and then he tried to hit on my sister. Yeah. <laughs> was a lesbian. <laughs> Worked out well for him all the way around. <laughs> exactly. Oh and so God. then the sex was fine. It was good, but there was no relationship. We never went out in public. I think the last time we actually saw each other in person was two days before we shut down for the pandemic. Oh, gotcha. So okay. like, it's been a while, but the part that's just frustrating is that I still get these texts that it's only about my pussy, not about me. I'm a person. I'm a whole person. And yeah, okay, if you don't want to put time into me, to knowing me, at least say hello and then check in. What if I yeah. got married? What if I got into a relationship, which what I did? What if this text would have caused you harm? or grief from your partner or not knowing and not having a, it's just, it's bad. It's bad manners. Yeah. It's bad behavior. Bad yes. You know, I, like I don't that. care if your understanding has always been just sex. Like it's crass and it's fucking rude to just be like, Hey, how's your pussy? Want to fuck? Like nobody. <laughs> I, and there are people like, look, if that's your relationship right now with people out there, totally fine. Because I've definitely had that dynamic with people myself where it's just like, I need your dick. But I mean, that's also an ongoing relationship where we talk. This is, we're in a current something. And so that's an appropriate thing. Right. It's not appropriate months or years later to pop in and be like, I really miss your pussy. Right. It's just not, it doesn't, like, it wouldn't feel good to me either. And I've had a lot of different types of experiences, but I've also had that experience where I'm just like, oh, hi. Yeah, my pussy's great. And like, I don't. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I struggle with this, but I think part of why I struggle with that type of stuff now is because who I am as a person has been elevated and I have grown and my needs are different than my needs were back then. So you can't, I don't, I get very offended when people treat me like they used to treat me when you don't know who the hell I am now. Correct. And I, I don't know if offended is the right word. I just don't have fucking time. Right. It's not my job to do all this stuff. If you want to try and create a new relationship, you can't base it on what's happened in anything prior. Right. I definitely have some stories like that with being in open relationships. Generally, those relationships do start with sex. And generally, that's kind of what it was for me for a long time until I decided that Polly was kind of more where I was comfortable and wanting to know. But I have a, a huge one in that where I, we started out as lovers. I started dating somebody else. Their jealousy around my new lover was just staggering. And from somebody that was such a good friend as well as a lover and so much more educated about Polly and all the things, it was really devastating to me. It was a really good friend of mine. And I put into my relationships and I cultivate my relationships. And so to have this big jealousy explosion and verbal vomit all over my person, but it ended, we were supposed to meet and talk and try and figure things out. And they decided that they were going to be a shit show via text message. And I absolutely broke it off via text. And it was it's one of the few times that I think that's something that's okay. We were supposed to meet that night. And I've warned you seven times now, stop talking to me like that. Right. And you would not stop. That's what you get. I still don't appreciate it. I've had it happen to me, obviously. And basically I was like, did you just fucking break up with me in a text? But that was also a year and three month relationship. This one was not as long, but it was still very emotional and horrible. And so Mr. came back around probably 
I don't know, six months after that text explosion between him and I. And that's when I had actually just been broken up via text literally the week before. And he had asked if we could meet and try and talk or whatever. And I have to be honest, normally, and there's patterns, which I'm going to very much lay out in this story as to why I don't generally go back and Uh re-meet people where they're at now, because, you know, you've shown me who you are. And I know that there's growth, but it doesn't mean that growth is any healthier for me to be in a relationship with you. So good point. I was sad about the demise of our relationship. Again, we were really good friends. And Sarah, I know you and I have, this has led into like, can men and women really be friends? And I have a hard opinion about that. It used to be absolutely, this is ridiculous. And now I kind of feel like as long as two people are in a solid relationship, or on the very, very rare occasion that there's just literally no sexual chemistry at all. Absolutely. But otherwise, I have found in my life, I will speak for myself only, that no, it's very hard because somebody always wants more. Could be me, could be them, could be whatever. But I've found myself in this situation enough that this is why we're talking about this today. So did agree to meet them, um, sit down, having a drink and a snack dinner time ish and related that I had just been, you know, this other guy that I'd been in the relationship with that had caused the end of this relationship that I'm there to talk about that night had ended via text. And the immediate thing was, oh, just like you did to me. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And I just literally said, so if this is what you're here for, as I'm crying, because that hurt me so immensely badly, I said, if this is what you're fucking here for, we can end this now. And immediately that's the tone. That's the first thing that you're going to say to me in six months. And this it was like literally feeling as I'm trying to relay what, how devastated I was over this other relationship, like that feeling of them eating popcorn and just reveling in the demise of the relationship. Right. And so I just very immediately was like, if this is what you're fucking here for, I'm done. I don't need this from you. Also, this is why I stopped talking to you. It's inappropriate. I don't need to be kicked in the fucking pussy when my heart is broken and I'm bleeding outside. You know what I mean? So stopped it right there said my piece. No, like that's not the case. I'm so sorry obviously I still have feelings around these things, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, great. But this is why I didn't want, like, I came here because I felt guilt and that's my fault to give you a platform in which to maybe try and do some reparative work. This is not starting well. Right. right. So I digress and all the stuff and I'm not going to do that. Did you have a question? Oh, no. I was going to say, you're so right. Because I feel the same way about a couple of things you just said. It's perfectly set on so many levels. But you were saying, I also think our awareness has come around with what we're doing. I mean, just being better humans to each other. That I think that we're not letting people kick us in the pussy. And, And I try not to do it brassly, you know, like, yeah, I'm I don't think this is going to work. Like when I didn't shoot him down, I didn't call him a dick for not reaching out and, you know, call him out on all of his other crap in his life. I just sit there. I'm like, no. And then just literally didn't respond beyond that. I mean, because he didn't take the time to know me just like this person took the time to know your relationship, but then wanted to see it when it failed or when it totally wanted to, I think it was, you know, there's that thing where you not like revenge, but it's definitely gloating. Or 
That's a better See, word. You, this is why you should have stayed with me. You know what I mean? It's just laced with expectation. It's laced with almost like condom. I'm not gonna say maliciousness, but it is a little malicious. Yeah. The light that came on in his eyes when I was like, I literally just had my heart broken, and he was like, Oh, the way that you did to me, and I was like. Mm. So no, because you did this and we were supposed to do this and you continue to do your bad behavior. And so, no, you got what you left me to give you. You left me no other avenue. I like tried that. and tried all that day. You said no. So I opted out. You didn't leave me any other choice. This, I have a choice in. I've allowed this conversation to happen, but we're 10 minutes in and you've already set the tone for me. I'm not here for that. But I was told, no, this is not what I want. We were such good friends. I really miss our friendship, blah, blah, blah. I really want to be friends again. And I literally looked at him and I was like, no, this is not, it's not going to work. He's confused and why? And I was like, do you know how many, and this sounds like shit. I don't mean it like, do you know how other men have been in your spot? But it is literally like, do you know how many times I've had a dude sit across from me at a table in a conversation just like this? And what happens is we started with sex. It petered out. They wanted more. Something happened. I have my boundaries. You come back. You tell me you're different. I want to believe the best in everybody. We try again. And I'm right back across the table from you because you can't keep your shit straight and you're not being honest. You do want more. And then I have to go through this again. I don't want to do that. No, that's not going to happen. But then literally I'm told I'm a Camaro out of a dealership. What? Well, wait. <laughs> yeah, let me explain this one. This one oh, made me dude. feel really fucking good. So he's explaining to me how amazing it was to be together at the time. Great okay. fine. But it was described as he was like, you're literally the 65 Camaro that I've wanted my whole life. Oh, wow. And I walk by and you're in the window every day. And I walk by every day and I really want to drive you. Swear to God. He and said then the this. dealer, I swear to God. And then the dealer comes out and gives me the keys. And now you're mine. And now I get it. Do you hear all the possessive connotations yeah. of this shit? And I'm, he's telling this to my face and my ears. I'm starting to hear wind in my ears. I'm starting to, I'm starting to sweat. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Did you use this metaphor because you know I own a bunch of classic cars? Did you use this metaphor because that's the one that you could come up with? You just called me a car. Well, that and I, I'm a little a worried possession. about. I'm a little worried about stalkery. No, I mean I'm not going to go that far. Yeah. It definitely wasn't that, but it was just like a possession. Wow. I'm not a possession. I'm not something for you to own. But I do have this pattern in my life where the men that I get involved with think that they have this claim, this right to me. And I'm absolutely not. So he literally calls me the car. And I was like, did you just fucking call me a car? I was like, you put me on this pedestal that I didn't ask for. That's a long way to fall. Yeah. And I never asked for any of that. All I asked is for you to be in the driver's seat next to me being a partner. I didn't ask you to make me yours. I was never yours to have. I'm mine. And also with open relationships, I'm others as well. But you don't get to claim that shit. Not until. So I was, I had, I was super irritated and super offended to have that come out of his mouth. And then we had talked around that and I was like, he's trying really hard. I can excuse this thing. And then he was like, I just want to be friends again. And I go, okay, I will 
give you opportunity to be friends with me again, but it's friends. Go out, have a disgusting cigarette in his car, and we're talking about breathwork techniques and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, I look over and he has grabbed my face and he shoves his tongue in my throat. What? And I was like, this right here. I just told you this right here at the table. This is why we can't be friends. I don't care if it was a goodbye. I don't care if it was a hello. I don't care. You have already three times now overrode without putting anything into it. You have done what you wanted to do. And I am fucking done. And I walked away from that and I have never, ever talked to them again. Not once. Wow. I don't owe you shit. I don't owe you an explanation. I don't owe you fucking squat. You willingly ran over my boundaries time and time again. I didn't allow him to. Well, no, I did because I kept trying to give him that grace of like, okay, okay, okay. But you didn't show any care or concern about what that would have done for me. You know what I mean? That's fucking a shitty thing that you did. And I don't fucking appreciate it. I didn't appreciate it then. And I obviously still don't appreciate it now. And I find that this happens quite a bit. And I can't pin it down to like open relationships or monogamous relationships. I think it happens within all contexts of relationships. There just comes a point where you have to put your boundaries down, platonic including. And if you see somebody that's clearly still trying to dishonor your boundaries, you got to walk away. And that's where it comes for us with us being a sex podcast and everything and having open relationships. You've chosen to be monogamous within your relationship right now. Maybe you guys will change that going forward, but you have to give to receive unless that's your specific agreement. I know people that just meet up for fucking just for fucking. Right. And then they're done and they don't talk. And their only communication is you want to fuck? Sure. But that's fine. But don't come at me in another guise trying to make me believe that it's this other thing and you appreciate you, me and you love me and you want. No, you're trying to own the shit out of me. And that's where I guess maybe we should say my pussy is an ATM. You have to give to receive. But to just make that blatant move on me and just assume that's going to be okay, it's completely dismissive. It's completely diminishing and devaluing. In a weird sort of way, you're kind of right. I mean, we originally were talking about this as kind of would be cute and to say my pussy isn't an ATM. But in a weird way, you can put deposits in and take withdrawals if you have my code. But if I don't give you the code, you're not getting into my ATM. Yeah. No, I I 1000% love that. I think that is super on par. Yeah. It's just, I can't, people need to have communication. People need to check in. I don't appreciate, and this is a pattern for me with many male counterparts in my life and any females that I was closer to that I was trying to be in a relationship with too. Do you know what I mean? Right. It gets to that point of if you're not going to have the wherewithal to be an adult and it's been X amount, I don't even give a shit if that guy and you had been talking this whole time. Well, no, I do. Because if he would have been talking to you, he would have known where you were at. Right. That wouldn't have been an appropriate thing to send. And it's the stuff that we do to people all the time on our own behalf. We're literally doing that to somebody else. Right. And you have to wake up and fucking look at it that way. You know, if if I did that to my boyfriend, hey, you want to fuck? Sure. That'd be hilarious. My husband, same thing. You know, but I'm not going to fucking text some partner that I had six months, a month, any of that ago, because I may not know where they're at. 
And I sure shit don't want them to feel like they're just a dick. Even if they are just a dick, I still want to acknowledge the humanness that is there and not just make it about their genitalia and what it can fucking give me that I want. It's just a gross feeling to me. But that's where I'm at in my life now. And I feel like you're kind of the same. Well, yeah. One of the one of the struggles that I have with this situation, well, with this old lover, is that I think in my growth in this process of what I was going through, I was at a different spot when I met him. And I'm at a different spot now, obviously, because I met somebody that means a lot to me. And I guess I needed to draw better boundaries with him. And that this was the time to do it. This was the time for me to go, no, I'm in this relationship. We're good. We're out, yeah. whatever, you know, but that's not, I was taken back. All I kept feeling was like, really, do you disrespect me that much? Or you don't honor me that much that you think this is okay to say that to me? It just, it was, I, I don't know. How it been since you heard from them before? Oh, almost a year. Yeah. I mean, that's just fucking, it's just, it's gross. Yeah. It's just gross. It's gross. People don't do that shit. If you find yourself thinking about a prior partner and you want to check in and maybe there's, you guys can try again, maybe it ended amicably. That's fine. But you have no idea what people are going through in their lives. Have some goddamn class, right? You know, I mean, it's, I don't care if it was just a fuck relationship. The fact that it, a year and you're going to be like, Hey, how's your pussy? Right. No, no. Yeah. It's not even that. It's just that it's, it wasn't even like, hello, how's your pussy? It was just, how's your pussy? You know, yeah. it was just like, yeah. I, oh, what, what, huh? <laughs> I responded and waited for him to respond. And I would have been like, oh, sorry, my pussy doesn't have thumbs. So it couldn't text you back. <laughs> It is so like, it's just outlandish to me. And I know, listen, I am sure I have been guilty of things like this, right? I'm sure you have been guilty of things like this. The thing is that we're trying to become more aware and evolved in all of these things. And that's something that we want other people to experience is an elevated form of communication or ideology or understanding around certain things. So yeah, don't do that. That's just, it's just so fucking gross and rude. By all means, reach out to them. But they have a name and it's not pussy and it's not <laughs> cock, right? you know, and it's our, how are your tits or it's none of that stuff. You have words, <laughs> fucking learn how to use them. And plus you get more flies with honey than you do vinegar. To me, that's just very vinegary. Yeah. I don't like that. No. And I agree. I think we need to work on what we talked about in previous seasons, our communication, our clear boundaries of ourselves. Yeah. I'm trying to honor myself by going, that's not what I want. I enjoyed sex with him previously, but now I'm in a different spot. Now I'm sitting here going, well, why are you, why would you do that to me? Why would you treat me that way? I never treated you that way. I never called up and say, Hey, how's your dick? I didn't do that. Why would you do that to me? I just, I didn't think we had that type of relationship. Did you, did you, I'm sorry for clarity's sake. Did you yeah. respond to this guy at all? I didn't. And then that's when he came me back with a, Hey, do you want to have sex? Cause he thought that maybe that was too vague. So how's your pussy? Then I didn't respond and I was like, do you want to have sex? And then I was like, no. So that I think that would be my growing edge for you. Like yes. a growing edge for yourself is definitely, I can appreciate how stunned into silence you would be and needing to process and 
figure out why you're upset, where it's coming from, all the things. But I definitely feel like conversations are never meant to be a one-time thing. Conversations can continue on forever. Just depends on what you're going to put into it. Right. I would definitely text him back now that you've had time to wrap your brain around this stuff and say, you know what? I'm in a relationship and your text to me was very inappropriate. I didn't appreciate it. I'm not doing this with you anymore. If you want to take the time to say hi or whatever, but just the fact that you didn't respect me enough to even do that, really, we can just let this go. Yeah. Whatever that is that my number, (laughs) you have to give him the boundary because you haven't and he'll do it again. True. That's a very good point. That's true. I had not given him clear. I guess I didn't allow my, I was so taken back by it that it made me get to the little corner of pouting and going, Oh God, really? You're about no dick. You know, like I just wanted to be in my corner going, leave me alone. You dick kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's pouting. I think it's processing. There, there are several times when people have come into my life and I still get text messages from another lover and he, at least he tries to be a friend. Like he'll go, Hey, how are you doing? How's the boyfriend? But that was a friend. But in every time at the end of his conversations, it's always, Hey, I still want to have sex with you. Right. Yeah. And that's almost like the conversation you were saying that I had to, I'm like, no, I, I don't want that from you. And like the other day, he even texted me that, Hey, I'm having drinks down the street. Come have a drink with me, which in his mind is come out of a drink with me because so we can go out to the car and make out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't. Yeah. No, I feel like I've definitely experienced that too, where it's definitely what I don't like feeling ulterior motives. Oh yeah. I, I, and I, and being empathic and energy specific with people, it's, you don't have to tell me I can feel it. And I'm also an overthinker. So I will figure out what the fuck it is. Right. What is, what's your real intention? And I do have occasion for people, for relationships that I have, you know, it's kind of gone towards not sex, that we're still friends and we talk, but then every once in a while, there's like a really do miss, you know, having sex with you. And it, it always feels so bad. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I always feel like, yeah, it's great, but I don't think I do that to people. I don't think that I, not now anyway, where I can acknowledge and I can go, yeah, I do miss that too. But at the same time, it, it irritates me at times because these are friends and they are aware of my relationships and they are aware of where I'm at. Yes. Pressing your need upon me. That's it. You're throwing it out there, casting this line. And then that makes me question whether we are really friends or not, because mm-hmm. I don't feel like if I would be disrespectful like that, I can't think of one person where I was like, I know that you're in this relationship and that you guys have, you either don't have room for another lover or you guys have closed off your relationship in certain ways. Like, I don't think I've ever been like, miss that dick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I just, it's just not something that even occurs to me because yeah, I might really miss that dick. I might really fucking miss the sex for sure. But I just feel like I understand and I'm being respectful around wherever they're at. It's more important for me than to tell you how much I miss your hog or your pussy (laughs) or your titties or... It's making out with you, you know, I just, it's funny it just that you say out. That. I have said that to a guy. <laughs> I have, I have had a penis. I have that too. I, 
that I have absolutely have missed his 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 penis. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> I love penis. that you finally was like the most appropriate term. His penis. Uh huh. His penis. However, did you tell him I miss your penis, or did I you have, like? Hey. I have. Let me set the scenario. So we were lovers for about six months or so, and he lived in another state. And he would come in, and we would have sex when he was in town, and then he would leave. And one time I went to him in his state, which was fabulous. And I realized that we were really good friends. And like you said, it's really hard for men and women to be friends, especially if we were already lovers at one point. We had gotten to the point where we backed off to being friends because he was having issues. And I have called him up and like, dude, I miss that dick. But I did that on the same premise of, hey, how are you? How's things going? By the way, you're still desirable. I didn't call him up and say I miss his dick. You know, I called him up and said, hey, how are things going? Blah, blah, blah. By the way, you're still desirable. Yeah. Not that I would go have sex with you. You're still, you still have it and you're not falling apart. So more of a pep, but never just. back and an encouragement. But it, within, yeah. you, you're, you're listening to yourself. Within that conversation, that was a completely appropriate thing. You didn't right. lean in and he's going through stuff and it was like a, hey, whatever. I don't know if you knew where he was at in his relation with whoever he was in. So, I right. mean, it's it could have still been inappropriate. Right, right. I have done it. And I have been friends with ex-lovers and I can be friends with ex-lovers. However, I do, because my partner now, what's so interesting with him is that he believes the same thing you do. You cannot be friends. Men and women cannot be friends. I mean, I'm not on that bandwagon yet. I'm just telling you it's really fucking hard. It is. And I'm beginning to see it myself because I try to be friends with my ex-lovers because I put the investment in them. I don't want to lose that investment of time and energy and in space because I gave them space in my heart or in my brain or wherever, even in my pussy, you know, (laughs) I definitely gave them space in your pussy, (laughs) (laughs) but doesn't mean I always want to have sex with them. Like you can grow apart. Right. And that should be taken into consideration. How is it that I know men get over me. I know that men have sex with me and then they go away and never think of me twice. Right. And I understand that. And I do that to some men too. Why is it that these one-offs that come back in our lives that just really chap our hides like what? You can't respect me. You can't think of me beyond what I'd already given you. You can't be a friend to me. I don't know. I guess that's why I was stuck with that whole text was, is that he said, how's your pussy instead of hello. And yeah. Back well, to again, that. he's disregarded regardless. You guys have been intimate and intimacy mm-hmm. in sex. It's still connective. You know what I mean? And it's to be just kind of debased down to your vagina. Right. It doesn't, it wouldn't feel good. I would never be like, Hey, Sarah, how's your pussy? Like, you know what I mean? I just, it's, it's just disrespectful. Wait, wait, no, that's so funny that you should say that because we will be talking about pussies in these coming episodes. Yes. And I do ask you actually how your pussy is all the time, but I mean, apropos, like when in Rome, it's okay. But I like, I keep tabs on, not your pussy. I keep tabs on you and I know what's going on. And it's an appropriate conversation. I think for me, it's, Again, giving people boundaries that now we know how to do. Yeah, well, and I loved how you said it earlier. Like, we're not only giving them boundaries, we're also telling them how we want to be treated. If you're like, no, that's not appropriate. Like how you told him, no, I don't want to be treated that way. I don't deserve to be treated that way. And walking away, I think that's so fabulous. And literally, they've never had a time, generally, where that's happened. Because 
we get texts like that. We shut down. I go into people pleasing mode. I try and get myself out of it without being like, you're a motherfucker for doing this to me because I hate doing that. But now it's okay. I don't appreciate the way that you're talking to me. And we haven't talked in a long time. But also I think with some of those one and dones for me, what I don't try and do is keep friendships or tabs on them. If you're a one and done, you're a one and done and you're gone. Right. So especially one and dones, if they were ever to like text me again, I would be fucking furious right. if it was just like that. Right. Like if it was a check-in or something, like that would be fine. Oh, no, actually, oh my God, I cannot believe that I fucking forgot about this as we're talking about it. When I was in Thailand, yes. I opened my messenger. There is a message from a short-term previous lover and was like, hey, I just wanted to check in and tell you I've been thinking about you. I hope that you're good. No, I love fucking you. No, none of that stuff. It was so, and he's so young. (laughs) He was the youngest at the time and is still young. And I was just like, this is so nice. And I got to say, oh my God, I'm so glad that you checked in. How are you? How are you? And literally it was like a two day mini catch-up session and we've not talked again. I may, and he lives here. I may see him sometime down the road. I may not. I'm not anticipating any of it anyway, but that's an appropriate way to do that. Thinking fondly about somebody and wanting to reach out, like that's fine. As long as when you guys cut it off, it was in a good spot. Right. Right. Waxing poetic from somebody that you fucking decimated (laughs) six months prior is not fucking appropriate. It's just not. So I, I do struggle, but I am better with my boundaries of now I get my boundaries and this does not feel good to me. And I appreciate what you probably mean behind those words, but it really makes me uncomfortable. And if this is how you feel you are going to continue to communicate with me, we're probably not going to be friends anymore. Right. right. Just because I can't, I can't. Like I, I deserve better. And you deserve better. Otherwise, we're just wasting each other's time and none of it feels good for either of us, right? Because you're going to shoot your load at me. Ah, shoot your shot with me. And I'm going (laughs) to fucking smack you down. And then I'm going to feel like I don't like that I had to do this because I've already felt like I fucking told you. And then you're going to feel like shitty that I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want your dick. You know? I think I do have to do that. I haven't, I'll admit to it. I have not put the boundary in. I've just said no. And I chose not to continue the dialogue. And I guess I, I need to honor myself by saying, and get out of my corner, my people pleasing corner and saying, no, I don't think that's appropriate. I've, you know, I appreciate you not to text me like that. If you want to continue to be my friend, we're not going to have sex. I'm just letting you know, there's Here's what it is. We were never friends. So I don't even know why I would even do that. I can I go back Just to, to prevent it from going forward and to practice yeah. giving your boundaries on somebody I that doesn't right. matter. You're right. It's so we get, you know, this whole idea around boundaries. And again, people look at boundaries as a bad thing. I look at boundaries as it's a better way for you to love me. Right. It's a place of yes, not a place of no. So it's so hard when you first have boundaries to do it to people that you really care about. Because right. you've been this thing to them this whole time. And now you're not this thing. And then there's struggles and there's hurt and all this stuff on both ends and communication, all the stuff. These one and done motherfuckers that come into your life, perfect place to practice giving boundaries. Yeah. You don't owe him that. You owe yourself experience like that. 
And sometimes when we try and we go right out the gate with the people that are most important to us and it, go, it crashes and burns, we feel so fucking insecure and so bad about ourselves. But this is a perfect one to start doing every day to people that don't mean jack shit to you. And then when you do fail in the big ones, because it, inevitably we fail ourselves, not through malice or any other stuff, but then you can look back and go, you know what though? I am really proud that I've been able to do this so often. And I might not have done it this time, but I know I'll get there. Look yeah. at what I've already done. Yeah. You have this wealth of like, I feel good because I set a boundary today. I feel good because I did this today, you know? So it's, I still like to do that. It's, it, it's not you giving them anything. It's allowing yourself to give yourself the tools that you need, the outlet that you need. Oh, I love that. that. I love that. And I think that's my takeaway of all this is that I know that I haven't set that boundary with him. So I can't sit there and keep throwing daggers at him going, why are you doing this to me? Why do you think of me? Because I haven't set that boundary. You did that the other day with your friend. I did. And And it was terrifying. Let me tell you, it was terrifying because I do consider him a friend. And it was a situation seemed very heartbreaking to me because, again, I felt like this is that pattern again. But I either shut down and I completely fucking cut this person off which I don't want to do, or I have a conversation and I hold my boundaries and I give them the opportunity to show up and say, that's actually not where I was coming from. This is where I was coming from. And then he goes, this is where I thought you were coming from. And I was like, not even close. Like none of that was even a thing. This is the thing for me. So you get to decide what level of involvement you're going to give these people and whether you are willing to go further to try to remain friends or whether maybe it's just been one too many and then you your boundary is we no longer talk and this is not appropriate. Yeah, as a, you know, part of my growth period right now and something that I'm working on because of my people-pleasing moments, I need to put up these boundaries. But because of them, I need to also realize that I've kept these people in my life or even in my phone where they don't need to be. And I don't need to be all over here and I don't need to be doing this because they're not fulfilling. So what I think I'm trying to get at is that I'm really working on to take away all the minutiae. I think so too. Take a second. I think we need to change the title of this to texting doesn't always work. (laughs) Maybe we should change the title to texting doesn't always work. And then we can say our pussies are like ATMs. Exactly. You have to put in to get out, but you still need the code. I like that one. I like that one. That's my new one. That's going to be our first t-shirt. My pussy is an ATM. You need my code. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Coming soon. Our first t-shirts. We're gonna design those oh my God. and fan of or something. All right. So overview on this whole thing so we can wrap up. Like, don't be gross, people. Understand that even a week or two weeks, unless you have a more intimate relationship, and I'm not talking sex in this way, if you consider yourself somebody's friend, don't do that. Yeah. Pay attention to where they're at. I know that you really loved fucking them at one point, but they don't need you to say that to them all the time. Reminisce when you're together and in person, if it's an appropriate thing, but don't waylay people. And certainly I can have some coof. Yes, you're right. My one input is that it's sexier if you check in with me. If I was in that space and didn't have a partner, I might, if you literally put the time and energy to check in with me, you probably would have gotten sex if I was available. Yeah. I'm either important or I'm not. Right. 
my feeling that way is entirely up to how you communicate with exactly. me. So <laughs> exactly. So with that said, I'm going to always say this, go be good humans. Oh my God. Go be good humans, people. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening and supporting our podcast. Just to let you know, you can check us and all of our resources out at orgasmicterrorist.com, or you can leave us a message by calling 503-451-5234. Go be great humans to each other.